welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing this week? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to talk about the, the topic of tonight's program because I feel like I've been waiting for this type of thing for a long time. It's a little bit of a departure from our park experience shows. Why don't you go ahead and introduce folks to the experience that you had so that they understand what we're talking about tonight? A departure. Well, that is the perfect word for what I have tonight. Brightline is the new high-speed train in Florida. So it's terrific. It's, it's nice that it's there, but why are we talking about it tonight? If you've been all over the internet for the last probably five years, they've been talking about <laughs> it's it. It's been a they've very been long talking time. talking about this Brightline station at Disney Springs. I want to squash that rumor immediately. This does not go to Disney. Right. The Brightline starts or stops, depending how you want to look at it, at the Orlando airport. And it proceeds down to Southern Florida, all the way down to Miami. Which is really and why we're talking about it tonight, correct? It is because as of just two weeks ago, Disney cut the ribbon on their brand new, beautiful second Florida home port in Fort Lauderdale. And if you've looked at a map and considered this and thought about it, it's about a three and a quarter hour drive from Walt Disney World down to Fort Lauderdale. I have done that ride more times than I can count. Um, that is where my family lives. So I am super familiar with it. I am very familiar with doing it in torrential rains <laughs> and when there's accidents and all kinds of things. And so I was excited to have what I hoped was going to be an easy way to get from essentially Disney World, again, you're going to have to make it back to the Orlando airport, but to right near Port Everglades where the ship's coming in and out of. Well, and let's be clear, right? As somebody that's that's a travel specialist that plans vacations for people every day, there are plenty of people that do a a split stay, that spend some time on land at Walt Disney World and then go take a cruise. And so this this becomes a little bit more of a convenient way to get from the area where the, the domestic parks are in Florida down to the ship. I mean, it just seems to me like that's that's got to be something that will help your business. Incredibly. And obviously, as I said, it's drivable. There are flights for it. But one of the things that really draws me to Brightline personally is the reliability. It's not impacted by rain or traffic on the highway. It's not impacted by air traffic and takeoff. I mean, I don't think we have anybody who's a listener of our show who can tell me that every flight they've ever taken has landed perfectly on time. No. So, so let's, I'm glad you brought that up. So let, let's talk about the logistics in addition to the reliability, the bit being more reliable than something like air travel. Tell us about the logistics, you know, daily as to what this particular route is. So first of all, there are 16 departures. Okay. That's a lot. Couldn't be more convenient. That feels like a lot. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a train guy, but it does feel like a lot. 
starting at 5 a.m., running till 8 p.m. Not exactly on the hour, not exactly every hour, but pretty close. Okay. And what I love about it is how easy it is. You know, we've all been through TSA, and if you're picturing the Orlando airport in your head, you know, even if you've got pre-check or clear or clear reserve, you're still getting to the airport, getting to the TSA line, getting through that scanner, waiting for the monorail, taking the monorail out here. Um, You do go through security here. There is no such thing as pre-check or anything extra. But you can take anything you want with you. So if you rented a car for some reason for your time in Disney or your Uber driver made a quick stop for you, you can bring food, you can bring drinks, whatever you want through security here, unlike in the airport. So I got to ask you, you know, you're talking about all these departures. What's the and you talked about the drive. What's the time that you're on the actual train? It is long. It's two hours and 45 minutes to two hours and 55 minutes. Well, and but, but let's compare that to the drive. It's the identical time to the drive. And I kind of want to say it's pretty close to the identical time for flying. And I know you're going to think I've lost my mind when I say that. But because security doesn't work the same way and because boarding the train doesn't work the same way, you can arrive 30 minutes prior and be early and have 20 minutes to kill. So if you think about your true timeline, you know, if you were to take that flight or you were to drive, it's not going to take you any longer. It's also not going to be any shorter, but you're going to arrive so much more relaxed. And for those of you that need to feel accomplished, you're going to be able to get work done. So for me, because I wasn't the driver, I really am good with my two hour and 45 minutes. It's kind of like a flight from New Jersey. I was able to do an hour of work with the complimentary Wi-Fi. Notice that complimentary word. I was able to read on my Kindle for a little bit, have a snack and fit in a nap. I really use my time wisely there. Um, And so I arrived with things done and feeling good. So that's a really nice thing. Like an airplane, you are going to pick your seats in advance. So the sooner you can purchase your seats, the better you are. There are what I call forward-facing seats and backward-facing seats. If you're somebody prone to motion sickness, that makes a difference to you. Every seat has more legroom than you're ever going to find on a plane. It has a small table that also pulls down from the seat in front of you. That's probably about twice the size of one that you'd find on an airplane. But every cabin on the train also has multiple tables that seat four people. And those seats are no more expensive. So they work with two classes. They have what they call a smart class. That's going to give you that complimentary Wi-Fi that I mentioned and lots of outlets. Regular outlets, USB outlets, USC outlets, every seat, every table. And those fares, depending on, like an airplane, how many have sold in the time of day, $59 to $119 per person one way. They do have some fare specials sometimes, and they do discount if you are buying four or more people. 
They then also have a premium fare, which for the most part is running about double. It's going to have everything I already said, but a larger seat, complimentary snacks, complimentary beverages. It does even have a lounge in the terminal. And that lounge is going to have food, drinks, for those of you that need to work, a scanner, a printer, and access to those types of things. Um, It also, if you do premium class, will include lift service within a small radius on both ends. Let's digest all of that because that was a lot, right? You talked about everything from the amount of time that you would be on the actual train to the two classes of service that they have. Before we go on to you know, other logistics, like where we get on, I, I do have to go back to the time because I am somebody who commutes a lot and we have a lot of our listeners that commute on their daily, their daily drive to work every day. And that's I have, how they're listening to us. <laughs> correct. And I, I just, I have to say it because I'm somebody that also used to commute by train. It's a totally different experience. It's a totally different experience. And so if you're somebody that's like, well, I'll just drive the car down there and, and the, you don't know what kind of accidents you're going to hit. You know what you know what kind of weather you're going to hit. You don't know what anything else is going to be, and you're and you're constantly, you know, engaged in what you're doing. Whereas when you get and on the train, a, you're not. This is a luxury train. This isn't like I took the train into Manhattan because right. I've done that too. Sure. Um, they have attendants that will come down the aisle, and you can buy if you're in that smart class. You can buy drinks. You can buy food. In my two hours and 45 minutes, they came down the aisle three times. Right. They, You can get up and walk around very easily. There is plenty of space to do that. And I know this is going to sound like a silly thing, but I think it's a huge thing. Probably the largest, cleanest bathroom I have ever seen when traveling. It was about four times the size of an airplane bathroom you waved your hand to open the door so again those of you that are concerned about germs in big travel spots it was easy to get in if you needed to bring a stroller in there with you or a wheelchair and it had a changing table the hands-free water and soap it was just easy and there is one bathroom in every car so a much lower ratio than the number of people on the plane. There also is like a little bench seat across from the bathroom. I did see people just kind of hanging out that wanted something different or somewhere a little away from everybody else. So if you have a little one, you know, when you're on a plane and I love how my doctor will say to me, you should walk up and down the aisle every hour to avoid blood clots. <laughs> Okay. Listen, I love I love my orthopedist, and he does tell me that he flies. But let's be realistic. How many people can walk up and down the aisle on a plane? You could easily walk around on this train car all you wanted. Um, the other thing that really surprised me, you can check luggage. You can carry luggage just like carry on for an airplane. They do have a rack that you can put bigger bags, but they also have overhead space above every seat that is slightly larger than what we find on an airplane. So it makes it really convenient to travel. And again, I can't stress the level of cleanliness and the friendliness of everybody that I encountered with Brightline. So where do we get it? 
right? And we know that it's 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 not at Walt Disney World. You debunked the Disney Springs rumor that was flying for what seems like years. Where do we actually pick up this train? Brightline has its own terminal in Orlando. It is in front of Terminal C. So if you're using one of the shuttle services that's a mass shuttle, you're going to get off at Terminal C. And then there's a little bridge you can walk over. It's literally in front of it by like the three car lanes for drop off for Terminal C. If you're doing Uber or Lyft or have somebody driving you, they can drop you off right in front. Be prepared to go up many escalators or take an elevator. You kind of walk in and it's very quiet. You're going to go up to get to that area. Again, I was surprised how quiet it was, how, again, I'm going to keep using that word clean and well-kept. When you're in their terminal, there is a little gift shop, so to speak, where you can buy toys and snacks. There is a bar, but there's plenty of seating, unlike an airport. And they had a kid's playroom. It was perfect. About five minutes before the train arrives, they will call your train. They only have two tracks. They are currently only using one. There is no big confusion. There is no gate moving. But you can't go down to the train tracks. That area is closed until much closer. And then they open the elevators and escalators to be able to head down to the tracks. I will say boarding and deboarding is a quick process. Fort Lauderdale is a main stop for them, so they are there for probably about three whole minutes. There are a couple of little cities that they'll stop at beforehand, and they literally announce them and say, we will be stopped for one minute, and they were. <laughs> well, that's the high-speed aspect of it. Yes. The high speed is the amount is the stops. Um, you had mentioned Fort Lauderdale. You had mentioned where we pick it up if we're if we're going to Fort Lauderdale. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question if we're if we're leaving from Fort Lauderdale to to get back on the train what's that process like so the nice thing if you are taking it from Disney down to Fort Lauderdale again you can really unlike a plane you don't have to have that huge cushion of time so for instance you could take the 750 train that gets in at 1035 or the 850 that gets in at 1140. And when you get off, there is a free shuttle right over to the ships. So that's a definite win. If for some reason you were flying, you know, taking the train and then flying out of Fort Lauderdale Airport, I don't know why you would do that. But the Fort Lauderdale Airport and the Brightline Station are about five minutes apart. So in, in pretty close proximity. Most definitely. Is there anything else about this entire experience that you think that is worth mentioning? Again, I just have to say it was fun. I will say there were times looking out the window. We had some phenomenal views of the back of warehouses. Um, <laughs> the beautiful landscape of the back the of warehouses. Beautiful landscape. We had a lot of open fields. It's not there quite the backside of, of water. It's the backside of the warehouse. The backside of water. Yeah. There were a couple of adorable towns we went through. There was one spot that we actually did cross over water we were over a lake for a little bit um but again i think it's just if you're trying to get south between the reliability the comfort 
and the ability to arrive, I think, in a better state of mind. You know, I'm going to steal your phrase for a minute, Jeff. You talk about travel friction a lot. I do. And and this is the opposite. I don't know what the opposite of friction is, but <laughs> this is the opposite. Like I said, you could do anything. And I, I my daughter teases me that when we fly, I'm the person that's napping before the plane is even taken off. Yeah, my body too. is like, oh, airplane must be nap time. Yep, yep. Um, but here, like, I didn't feel cramped at any point. You could stretch your legs and you didn't have somebody reclining their seat into you and even when it was time to get off the plane i fly a lot and i always say the worst part of flying to me is getting off the plane i hate that we're there maybe they don't even have a gate for us which just <laughs> sets me off um you didn't know i was coming come on we've been on the schedule for 364 days yeah here they know we're coming you pull in everybody gets up and Everybody gets off in that two minutes. We don't exit a plane in two minutes. No. Um, I guess the last thing I will leave people with is the when do you book? I know I had mentioned earlier, you want to book early to get those good fares. If you do need to cancel, you can't get a refund, but you can get a, a credit towards a future ticket. They are booking 364 days in advance. But what I will say that I have noticed is if you go to look for 364 days from now, instead of those 16 trains a day that I was talking about, you're going to see three or four and the rest of them are marked as sold out. Sold out isn't really the word. They're not on sale yet. Right. They're waiting to make sure that they need 16 trains. So I think two months to six or seven months out is a great time to book. Trains were a huge deal to Walt Disney. And so I think it's such a fun little thing to add to a trip. If you are intending to do something in the vein of a, a couple of days at land and a couple of days at sea, it's just a fun little thing that you can tie into your trip, whether you're teaching children about it or whether you're teaching the adults that are traveling with you and want you to stop talking about it. I think it's just a wonderful add-on, and I'm glad you got a chance to experience it. You've sold me. If my mother were still with us, she would be she would be begging to take it because she would never get on an airplane. And I know there are plenty of our listeners that are nodding their heads saying, yes, I don't like air travel either. So thanks for, for taking the time to, to take the trip and share the experience with all of us today and enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. And I'll leave you with their tagline, which I love. Have a bright and shiny day. It's hard not to when you're in Florida. It's hard not to. That is a wrap this week on Let's Talk Dis. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Dis by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.